When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to You Don't Even Like This Show. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to host a podcast called Unpopular Opinion, and that podcast was this podcast. But then everyone else in the world decided they liked the name Unpopular Opinion a lot too, so we changed the name to You Don't Even Like This Show. Each week, me and a couple of guests selected from a pool of the absolute sharpest minds the LA entertainment scene has to offer use this here space to talk about whatever the hell we want. News, pop culture, politics, information, you name it, we talk about it. And sometimes my co-host Jeff May is here too. It's a blast. You're going to love it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to You Don't Even Like This Show, a podcast about news, information, politics, candy, religion, guns, whatever we want to talk about, honestly. (laughs) I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host this week. Ooh, my favorite co-host of all. No co-host. But I do have a couple of top notch guests. Case in point, joining us again for the first time in a long time, T.T. Lee is here. Hello, what's up? I'm glad that you guys don't need an intro song because I did not come up with one, but I can sing my in. Hello, it's good to be here. I stopped taking my medicine because I want to have a baby. So if I get distracted, it's because I'm not on Adderall anymore. I was just about (laughs) to sing the exact same thing. (laughs) Damn it. Too bad. I beat you did you it. read that in the notes? Is that what happened? You read that in the notes? Yeah, I definitely did. Yeah. What, what, who's that guy? The Marvin? Oh, call me. I already failed. The guy who stole <laughs> Marvin from Marvin Get, you know, Blurred Lad. Call me Robin Thicke. Oh, Robin Thicke. I didn't know if we were going Robin Thicke or Ed Sheeran. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. But we only found one of them guilty because everyone likes Ed Sheeran. I believe that Ed Sheeran writes music. I mean, look at him. He has to, you know, like. He's not going to be allowed out of the house if he doesn't. Yeah, he needs to have something going for him. Whereas like Robin Thicke, I'm like, you probably have other things going and you're a predator. But anyways. Ethan Lawrence, is it angering you that we're talking this way about Ed Sheeran? Uh, No, I I don't have any particular strong feelings about Ed Sheeran. Oh, because you sound like you would have strong feelings about him. (laughs) What does that mean? Because your name both starts with an E. E, Yeah, that's it. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, that's all. That's all. Ethan Lawrence is here too. How's it going, man? Hey, it's going well. It's me, the sharpest mind in the LA comedy scene, a city (laughs) that I've never been to and a country I've never visited. Back at it again. Wide else, baby. Woo! You all know (laughs) Ethan from movies and tv shows he was in magic mike he's in well i still can't get your bbc show here i don't think right i was googling it beforehand and it's it's taking a long time to 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 emerge but it will it will bastards bastards call your reps you you can you can have it when we're good and ready (laughs) so thank you both for joining me we're doing a local news roundup episode i normally make ethan do the international news stuff and then answer for every uk transgression (laughs) that comes up and european transgression to be fair and south american yeah kind of just the rest of the world the rest of the world yeah that's all on ethan is local like you know local news is you know because it's like not national in 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 relativity to if we're in america and then international is like local it's not wild how it's like the further away you go the less it matters too not really, but you know what I mean? Like international <laughs> equals look. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> I mean, I, I have been questioned about the premise of these episodes from time to time in that when I say local news from around the country, don't I just mean news kind of like that's just news. But I do actually go through a bunch of different 
headlines from local news outlets around the country to find these stories. And a lot of times it's stuff that isn't getting national attention, like how your cat might give you bubonic plague. That was a segue and a half. Thank you. The segue brought to you by Segway. Segway, when you need a Segway, Segway. So, yeah, someone's cat in Oregon gave him bubonic plague. Naughty kitty. For Christmas or like just any other day? I, I don't. Yeah, it just it seems like just a casual <laughs> gifting situation, although we are close to Christmas. Maybe it was both. But for all the youngs who weren't around back then, bubonic plague <laughs> was responsible for the Black Death in medieval Europe, killed millions of people. And that's a lot. The person who contracted it is uh, not named, but we know they live in Deschutes County. Favorite Deschutes County hotspots, go. I've, I've never been to Deschutes County, but I've been to DeSnake County. That's wow. a board game reference. <laughs> oh. I didn't get it. <laughs> I remember the song uh, Ring Around the Rosie was, do you guys remember? I mean, I don't know, Ethan, this, I, I, I don't know if the Ed Sheeran side of the world grew up with a song, but uh, Ring Around the Rosie was based on the bubonic plague. Yeah, a pocket full of posies, a tissue, a tissue we all fall down which is uh, a bright bright sparks coming up with that. It's a beautiful song. That's a little grim. I'm going to be honest. Well, maybe it's coming back. Time to drop the remix because the bubonic plague is back. Are we going to need it? It sure is back. I mean, I guess I thought this was a little more rare than it is, but this also happened most recently in Oregon in 2015. So I guess the mm. plague just pops up from time to time because it's it's all the squirrels and the chipmunks and the mice and all those dirty ass rodents running around somehow rats did not in this article we'll link to they talk about the rodents that spread it and rats don't even get mentioned i don't know if big rat <laughs> in the guardian's pocket the the editor of the guardian uh for those who don't know it is actually a, a large anthropomorphic rat uh, he's 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 called mr rat the new york strike rat <laughs> he's from the from the uh from the old family rat it's an actual guardian yeah yeah, I'm wearing my, I mentioned this shirt on a recent episode. Orkin puts these out every year to commemorate the rattiest city in America. And it's Chicago, nine years running, baby. Love it. Hell yeah. Congratulations to Chicago. Yeah. And I know all the people listening to this in their cars appreciated that visual break. Surprise that New York is not the rattiest. Is it the most rats or more like rattiest, like as in like, like, it, like, more like it's ratty it's cool i don't know is, is that is that's a no it's most rats really new york is not the most rattiest city not only is new york not the rattiest la is second there's no way i see so many maybe the rats are friendlier in new york because like i lived in both new york and la and let me tell you the amount of rats i've accidentally kicked grazed my feet run across my skin disgusting on the subway more than here they're all in cars and taking acting classes and doing all that stuff that people in the Midwest think everyone in LA does. Same with the rats. They're at brunch. They don't have time to brush against your feet. What do rats have for brunch? That's a good question. Hopefully still mimosas. I hope rats are getting hammered. You'd like to think so. Not early in the morning, you know, about to sprint across someone's foot. So it's probably the rodents and the rats and the mice that led to this good baby kitty contracting the bubonic plague and then passing it on to its owner. Do you think it was probably like some little snoot boops? I think it was like it was that little. Well, yeah, I hope so because the the alternative is that a bubo exploded on someone, which is which is no bueno, as they say in Mexico. That's true. <laughs> how did you like? I I want to know how they found out. Like, so what what are the symptoms of the plague? Because I would just be like, I've got a bad flu, and then like, at what point are you like, I've got the plague? It was definitely that time I kissed my cat. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of detective work that someone is doing here. Because it, it, first of all, would take me a while to just like stop taking COVID tests. Because that feels like <laughs> the only question anymore is, is it COVID? No. All right. I'm just going to ride it out, I guess. And you're never thinking, no, it's not COVID. It's the fucking black death. I've mentioned before, I had scarlet fever at one point in high school. And even my doctor was like, what are you doing? It's not the 1800s anymore. How do you still have scarlet fever? And it was because I had strep throat and didn't get it treated. Mm. 
I feel like kids get the weird ones. Oh, for sure. But like that being said, like I, I don't know how it is over in the states, but like we've been having lots of news. Not to drag it back to the old, the old Britain, but there's been considerable reports that a lot of old timey illnesses are coming back just because of lack of nutrition and like crumbling infrastructure. It's like we've, like, you know, rickets has come back. Scurvy. Scurvy isn't that literally like you have to eat not a single fruit for like months? Yeah, lack of vitamin C. Pirates used to get it. Now it just happens in London. You guys need some fruits. Yeah, we sure do. And by that, by that I mean queers. Hey, I'll, I'll fly me out to London. I'll fruit it up. <laughs> Famously, none in London. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's the straightest capital in the world. Man, I saw the video for "Relax" by Frankie Goes to Hollywood recently, but it was just on in a coffee shop where I guarantee they were not expecting that video when they signed up for whatever 80s fucking <laughs> music video package to entertain their guests i was like that is the gayest thing i've ever seen in a good way i love those like old they i feel like i used there's this club called um rage in west hollywood <laughs> if anyone knows that you definitely know exactly who, who i was in college but it's just like <laughs> like it was an 18 up like gay bar but like the you know they would play those music videos and I feel like, oh no, that was, was t- Tiger Heat was the one I'm thinking of. They play music videos and it would be like stuff like that. It's just like old 80s and, you know, like the people dressed in nurse outfits, hammering. And I love that shit because it's like the songs sound like you're so used to hearing on the radio and you're like, okay, yeah, whatever. It's like old timey dance music. And then you see the video like, well, this is so ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> so if you think you have the plague, please note these are the symptoms. They begin two to eight days after exposure. So uh, I guess write it down. If you if you if something happens out in the world and you're like shit, I think I might have just been exposed to the plague. Uh, here's what to watch for: fever, nausea, weakness, chills, muscle aches, and visibly fuck, visibly swollen lymph nodes called buboes. That's where the bubonic plague gets its name. And if it catches on, that is what we are all going to call it: is the bubo without even mm. knowing last fact like that i've got the boobies yeah Boobos. <laughs> <laughs> so we used to learn a lot about this in um history class when we were younger because obviously it being a largely european uh part you know a big part of european history like it decimated the population so i've seen like diagrams of like what what these sort of bubo things look like so it's like under the armpits and like in all like really inconvenient places and like it like swells up to like almost like fist sized pustules. It's gross. Oh no. Oh, I don't like that at all. So it's like having the flu, but also you're covered in these horrible bumps and then you die. Something about the fact that like in America, like the more we move we are, the more we kind of joke about it. And like you saying that, like it just kind of hit me like, oh yeah, no, this was terrible. I mean, obviously we know it's terrible. A lot of people die. That's why we learn about it. But it makes me think like, in the future, are we going to be looking at COVID? And I mean, we're kind of already are people are already trying to joke about it, just I think out of coping. But I'm like, in 50 years, people are just going to be like, having like, children's rhymes about COVID dressing up as COVID patients for Halloween. Like it's, it's kind of wild how we do that. I think it's survival. But like, the fact that when you said that, I was like, yeah, we did. I don't remember learning that. I just remember being like the black plague. Ha ha ha. Like kind of like people die. It's so sad. I'm glad it's over. Like, we didn't go into detail. Yeah. It's I think 9-11 is really probably the next thing where it's just really ripe for jokes now that 20 plus years have passed. And it's obviously like the biggest tragedy in this nation's history, slavery and the genocide of indigenous people aside, obviously. But now, man, you you don't catch heat for a 9-11 joke anymore. There was a lot like Gilbert Gottfried lost jobs over 9-11 jokes, but that's because he was making them on like 9-12, whereas everyone else waited a decade and a half before we went in on the 9-11 victims. Or am I the only one still making 9-11 jokes? I, I think that you're right because the generation thing is people, people who are now adults and younger than me who didn't, weren't like, don't have, vis- uh, have memories of the day it happened. Like, even though I was young, I remember like watching it on the TV and, you know, the whole aftermath of it. So the fact that if you don't remember it, it's going to feel like removed, you know? 
there are people in your country right now who were born in a post 9-11 world and they can only just now drink. That's wild. I remember when I worked at Cracked, I was talking to a writer about an article they were working on and I brought up Tony Robbins and they were like, I don't know who Tony Robbins is. And I was like, how do you not know Tony <laughs> Robbins? And they were like, dude, I don't remember 9-11. It's like, oh, <laughs> ouch. Fine. I'm okay with Tony Robbins fading into obscurity, so. We'll always be able to see those teeth. No matter how far he fades into obscurity, his teeth will be glistening off the sun somewhere. So, yeah, I guess avoid your cats is <laughs> make your cats mask up at home. Oh you don't get plague. That does seem like a solution. Uh, have you seen there was a picture going around sort of when we were at the, at the kind of like the height of the pandemic? There was a picture going around from like the Spanish flu like 100, 100 odd years ago. And there was a picture going around. It was so cute because they actually had a cat with a mask on. It was like this family standing there with uh. a mask and this cat with this like this tiny mask on. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. And, and it was like, God, if that had gotten great attraction, someone could have become very rich with that idea. Cat masks. <laughs> no pet masks. <laughs> yeah, I have a t-shirt with a drawing of a cat wearing a COVID mask on it. Oh. I, I know some people got rich during the pandemic. That's all I know. Yeah, yeah. Six dollar shirts making a killing during the pandemic. <laughs> Probably not though. Who needed new clothes during the pandemic? All right. This next story. Ethan, are there children in the UK? Uh no. Okay. Uh, when we're born, we come out immediately 40 years old in a frock coat and top hat. <laughs> uh for the ladies, a ball gown. Explains a lot. <laughs> and uh yeah, we uh we exist for about five years before uh, succumbing to tuberculosis. <laughs> uh, so yeah no children here i'm afraid that is everything i assumed well we have them here and sometimes they get taken off the streets like people just snatch them up be it to harvest adrenochrome or for other nefarious means reasons and when that happens in this country we issue an amber alert which means the government has your phone number and they are going to send you an alarming text message that a child has been kidnapped and at that point, the community swings into action. We all hit the streets and start looking, which no, we don't. TT, did you get this Amber Alert where you are? Uh, okay, this you, I'm going to lose a lot of people who, I'm, the few people who still like me right now. I turn off my Amber Alerts on my phone. I turn off all the, it's because they scare me, but also I'm always around someone who has them. And I was at Target and it did go off. And I was made aware there was an Amber Alert. I looked around and no children were around me in distress. So I did my part. That's because they've been kidnapped. <laughs> yes, but no no currently being kidnapped children were around me for, for me to save. And yes, I do turn off my Amber Alert. I wasn't sure if I was going to tell you guys that, but because you asked me so outright, I do not have my Amber Alerts on my phone. And I have not for years. I mean, it is. I don't know what they're expecting like I, I saw a comedy video about that once where the the title was just what people expect when an amber alert goes off and it was this dude playing video games and this amber alert goes off and he just throws the controller down runs outside he gets outside and there's people pouring out from the other houses and they all just take off looking for this kid that does not happen that never happens until this week it happened we got an amber alert at least in my part of LA, which is closer to Long Beach, this incident happened in Long Beach. And I actually made a joke to my wife. I was like, all right, I'm going to go look for the kid. And I obviously was not. I had TV to watch. But there were two women in the area who got this alert and were like, you know what? Yeah, we're going to go look for this fucking kid. And they did. And they found him, which is nuts. They just randomly went driving around Long Beach. They had a description of the car and the license plate, which that's convenient because the way this happened, it was, I think it was just intended to be a car theft because this guy was driving for Uber Eats, yay, capitalism, with his four-year-old kid in the back seat. And at one point stopped at a house to take food up. And when he did that, someone hopped in his car and drove up. <gasps> And presumably looked in the back seat and was like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, this has just become a kidnapping charge. Damn it. Yeah. What? That's insane. 
I'm going to be honest. I almost feel bad for the person who stole the car too. Cause like you don't expect that that's going to turn into, and he did, they did catch him and charge him with kidnapping. So he's fucked forever. Wow. He was an unhoused gentleman. So he just saw the opportunity and man, that's tough because all, it seems like there's so many layers to that. I mean, obviously that's terrifying for the child and traumatic, but also it seems pretty clear that was not the intent, but that doesn't matter because it still happened. But yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sucks for him. But these two women, this article that we linked to in the notes only names one friend, Reagan Dunn. I don't know if the other friend is like a superhero of some sort. Maybe I pulled it on a different article if anyone's interested. I am very interested. Yenny Lee. That's a cool name. Why would you leave that out? Yeah, Reagan Dunn and Yenny Lee. That I mean that does sound like a I mean Dunn and Lee. That really does sound like a cop show, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dunn and Lee. <laughs> Dunn and Lee. Yeah. I think they're both in their early twenties. So there go all your opinions about Gen Z being lazy, everybody. Does it mean they get to keep the kid now? Yeah, the kid's theirs and the car. That's how that works. You save the kid, you get to keep the kid. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they get a reward of some sort. I don't know if this kid was even missing long enough for there to be a reward. The kid could have had a cell phone. Maybe the kid, I mean, four-year-old in the back of a car, probably had a cell phone. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> it's just playing the whole time. Do you think they gave you notice? He's just playing like Candy Crush on the on the back of the. <laughs> Dad's new friend is weird. What is this? <laughs> he looks really nervous. Wonder why. <laughs> that would suck. You're just trying to steal a car, and oops, now you're a father. Damn. I hope, which won't happen, but I hope Uber Eats is the one that gets has to pay for this because I feel like what has been exposed is how, I don't know, just that's, first of all, like they don't pay. I, I drive Uber and it's like, there's no way you can really make a good living on that. And this man, clearly desperate, driving his kid around, doing Uber Eats, has no childcare. I'm like, will Uber Eats, like, will they suffer from this at all? No. And that is the real tragedy. Sort of feels like Uber Eats might even try to prosecute the dad for bringing his kid with him. Yeah, because it's a liability and really it should be like, yo, Uber Eats, you guys got to get your shit together. So really, the only person who comes out of this with, with any kind of happiness looking towards the future is Dunn and Lee, because like, you know, they've got their TV show to make now. And presumably whoever got that Uber Eats order, I bet it was delicious. Yeah, good. Yeah. But not whoever had the next Uber Eats order because they probably got delayed. Yeah. They gave him four stars for hanging out in front of their house too long. I don't know why he just stayed there after. Frantically being like, I'm looking for my child. It's like, okay, I gave you five stars. Bye. <laughs> Accused me of taking his child. Two stars. Very noisy. Oh, no. All right. This next story might be my favorite thing happening in Los Angeles right now. Because it's a tough time in Los Angeles. There's not a lot of great things happening. But the graffiti skyscraper mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. happening. It is the unofficial mascot LA deserves. Oof. There is this high-rise complex in downtown LA, right across from the crypt, which is crypto.com arena. I used to live right across from there. And I could see, like, literally, that I looked at that building every day for, like, a year. That would be, was it fun living down there? Um, it, so I moved in with my boyfriend who was there. It, it, I wouldn't have, per, it's not my personal style, like high rises, but there were like a lot of nice things about the building, but also, you know, it was downtown so difficult to see anyone or get out, but you know, it was, it was a nice building. And so, you know, it was good. Yeah. I lived downtown and it was the same thing. Like people were not psyched to come visit and we had a parking deck even, and people were still like mm, annoying. Yeah. But this it's in the 1100 block of flower street, Ethan. It's called Ocean Wild Plaza. So familiar. It was condos and a mall and a hotel, but the developers ran out of funding in 2019. So now it's just a very nice and very gigantic abandoned building. <laughs> Imagine having that much cash that you're just like, ah, I guess this downtown LA high rise isn't going to work out. Let's just let it rot. Or maybe it's maybe it's a tax write off Zaslav style. Yeah, that makes sense. This is this is this is their Coyote versus Acme. <laughs> so since the city and the developers both aren't using it, residents have decided 
to start using it instead. For starters, it is now emblazoned with about 30 stories of graffiti, just like from the floor all the way up. And it looks rad. I wish they would just leave it. It looks very neat. I Googled after looking at it, I Googled like, you know, just to see if there are any more pictures. It is stunning. It's really cool. Yeah. And the city is so mad about it. They are so, so angry. <laughs> it look it, it looks cool. Just make it make it an attraction. I mean, I don't know what we could do with all of that unused housing in LA. I don't know. I can't think of anyone in the downtown area who could maybe benefit from something like that. So Oh, you could turn it into a target. <laughs> a mega target. How about another stadium? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Play more basketball there across the street. Do you remember in New York there this might be like well, did you ever live in New York, Adam? For about six months. Okay. Well they I there used to be um this area, I think it was in Queens, but it was like similar where it was just so much like people it was kind of abandoned area and a lot of taggers and graffiti artists did art there and it became it's it became like its own thing but then the city ended up i think someone bought it and then they cleaned it up but um it was kind of a bummer because it was actually an attraction you know it was like low-key an attraction it wasn't like but it was like on like tourist sites and things like that and people would go look at it and take photos and then they covered it up so maybe this is our version of that yeah i kind of want to get down there and take some pictures of it before yeah cover it up. yeah now that you're saying that because i've been like I was like, I saw the photos I drew, but but now I'm like, you know what? This probably won't be much longer. I should I should go take some photos. You know, let's have a day out. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe while we're there, we can hang glide off the top of the building. That is the latest uproar. There is video going around of someone hang gliding off the side of this building, which that seems dangerous. I mean, hang gliding seems dangerous in general, but in downtown LA, there's traffic. Where did they land? in the crypto.com stadium yeah there's a helicopter pads all over that area so maybe they just helicopter to helicopter building to building i like that i like that idea I found that the name of the new york one was called five points and um yeah i wonder if they were trying to do homage to them. yeah it could be and yeah i really do wish they would leave it instead they have surrounded it with lapd officers until they can put up fences to keep people out and the L.A. City Council, the notoriously chill and good L.A. City Council, passed a resolution that gives the building developer until February 17th to secure the building. But they've also apparently been asking that for a long, long time. And this developer is apparently in China somewhere. They don't care. They're not going to come back. They already lost money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're going to fly halfway across the world to put a fence up. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Carry on. Absolutely. They're like, we will go to war first. Thank you very much. Oh, my God. If, the fact that we need more, that they their reactions like, more LAPD, let's pay more police officers to stand around instead of like, like, I mean, I'm sure it's not safe to live in, but I, that it's like there's just, it's just ripe for like, oh, cool, a building that is paid for, that is almost like, could we maybe just create, it could be like a cool like art setting on the outside and then like literally just like, housing on the inside yeah i don't know it's wild that this is our solution like more cops i tell you what i would legitimately like to see and somehow this escaped me i i can't believe they didn't teach it in school in the united states but at one point in the 70s indigenous people just like occupied alcatraz which is just the phrase occupied alcatraz is one of the coolest fucking things i've ever heard man i wish the residents of skid row would just occupy this building that would be a fucking thing. Just take it over like yeah. Nino Brown took over the Carter in New Jack City. But there's no one living there, so a lot less violence in this takeover. That would be some shit. I mean, that's a clean annexation then. That's perfect. Yeah. I'll do you one better even. like, Because I was like, in my dream world, it's like, because so many of these developers are like overseas and they build and they leave and they don't take care of their building. If it was people in skid row taking it over and actually building it and making it better and living there like who could even be mad it's like the developers didn't do anything they come in they actually finish building it, live there make their own community and it's like boom like you can't even say like oh you're not paying housing it's like you literally finished a like the job that someone didn't do 
and you deserve to have this like own this whoever can take the building over build it up deserves to live in it like just just have it like keep it <laughs> just keep it but on the other hand this just just a, just a counter argument on the other hand what if a fence and load of cops <laughs> yeah you sold me yeah definitely i like that yeah, yeah I love it's, cops. it's, love it's tricky love it's cops. tricky <laughs> so the fence is made of cops oh oh okay now we're talking <laughs> Just all standing arm in arm, twenty four seven. Oof, I don't like that. Nothing like more cops to help solve the houselessness crisis. Just have them standing in the middle of the street screaming. That will surely put roofs over people's heads. Yeah, I like in this article. Mayor Karen Bass talks about having to use the already stretched thin resources of the LAPD for this. It's like fuck off, fuck right off. <laughs> Because I hadn't heard her name out loud before, I thought she was called Karen Bass, which is cooler than what her actual name is. <laughs> I thought she was a DJ from Sweden from the 1990s. That's almost never the case. I wonder how many people, like, you could just start doing it. If your name was spelled B-A-S-S, -S, you could mm. be like, uh, it's actually Bass, please. Why would you want to be the fish one? Yeah. Like, the fish one. <laughs> be the cool instrument one. Like, why on earth? The choice is yours, Karen Bass. Do the right thing. So yeah, the city is definitely not considering any sort of thing to make this help the public. They're just looking for new developers and new investors to take the project over. Well, that sort of lack of imagination is absolutely indicative of Karen Bass. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Exactly. I'll take it. I'll take it if you pay me $50. I'll go and I'll fix it. It might take 10 years. I would give it. you $50 to just like, go in and like set up an apartment in there somewhere a hundred <laughs> if you want to set up a few what yeah. if i get arrested will you bail me out uh ooh, i don't that's know that's what the hundred dollars is yeah. for you're in la you're not gonna have to i'm surprised them. someone hasn't done that already because now i'm like that's fun but now i'm kind of like uh, mr b you know what this is a challenge to you mr beast mr beast could take this over mr beast has the funds mr beast i challenge you mr beast definitely listens to your podcast right adam absolutely he actually is the engineer because he's got all that experience. So I want someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah. Well, since you're listening, Mr. Um, comma Beast, please, I challenge you to take over this building and build it into affordable housing. And you can make a video out of it and get your little million billion views. Um, <laughs> that's your challenge. <laughs> your little million billion views. <laughs> Look at your views. <laughs> get your views go do your little engagement get your little likes and make a house we love it everyone wins oh this next story ron DeSantis. he's not going to be our next president and that's great but he is still in charge of a whole swath of the southeast united states that being florida so he's still a huge problem he has written a bunch of anti-woke laws into the books in Florida. And they are aimed at, honestly, like when he was pushing it, it was like, oh, well, critical race theory. I don't want them teaching that in schools. But it's really just like, you have to ask before you can let your students read a book written by a black person. Like it has what literally come to that in, especially in Miami, Dade County, there is a parent at Coral Way K through eight in Miami posted a photo on X. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't. It's just called X. It's just called X. We don't have to say it. It was, it was called something else before. You don't have to say it. It's just that. Okay. And this image they posted, it showed a permission slip that the school sent home with their child requiring parents to provide written consent to allow the kid to participate in an activity where quote students will participate and listen to a book written by an african-american end quote what the fuck that is fucking yikes i wonder how many parents said no and like then what's the kid do like do you have to go listen to a book written by a white person do you just sit in silence do you get to play fucking xbox formerly known as Twitter box. <laughs> what do you do? This is an alarming 
fucking i can't believe this is real i'm yeah wow i don't even i'm looking for like the clickbait of the article and then looking at the actual thing to be like but no that's literally what it says and there's no clarification it's like written literally by an african-american no mention of the book the thing with the context it's like how there's no other way to read this besides literal racism and white supremacy and just like trying to sew that like weird like divide like what the fuck (laughs) i wonder if by being because this this obviously isn't a thing that is coming i don't think this is the will of the school in question i don't think the school wants to have to do this that's the impression i got as well like throughout it just seems that they're like we're just trying to cover our asses here like you know in the event of some kind of horrendous crackdown we can at least say well no look we did take legitimate steps right and i feel like if the school itself was on the side of not teaching woke stuff in school they probably wouldn't be bringing this book up at all and wouldn't be letting students be exposed to it so i wonder if the vague language in this permission slip is meant to like later be used as sort of a cover-all thing where if next time they read a book that is written by an African-American, they can be like, we got this fucking permission slip. You said your kid could participate in that. And maybe that's why they're not being more specific. Could it be because you said that maybe the school's not on board? Could it be sort of like the teachers protesting in that, like making it like overtly kind of highlighting how ridiculous it is because the parents will like, I'm reading like who would write this in earnest, but, but then the other side of it. And I don't know if I'm biased because the I, teachers and also it's written in real nice handwriting in a way that makes me think this person's like, I need you to see how ridiculous it is. And, and maybe that's the goal. Like it still doesn't change the situation if they're like not in charge, they're not in control, but yeah, this is really weird. The only other thing I could think of still weird, but because of the wording of it, but is if, they have to do permissions list for events that happen outside the classroom because it's like, oh, it looks like it's a library read aloud. And she described it this way to, to kind of be like, fuck you to the rule. But if they have to describe anything like, you know, you're going to the library to paint with your hands. But it's just really weird that you they would say mention the to read a book written by an African-American. Like it could just be like to go to the library to listen to a book, you know. Yeah, maybe. But there's also another school that sent home a similar form. And theirs, this was iPrep Academy in Miami. They sent a form home with students seeking consent to participate in, quote, class and school-wide presentations showcasing the achievements and recognizing the rich and diverse traditions, histories, and culture innumerable contributions of the black communities, end quote. So they're literally just saying, hey, black people did stuff throughout history and we want to tell your kids. And even that apparently in Florida is like a touchy thing. It's like Black History Month. They're like literally trying to get permission to celebrate Black History Month. Is that the context? Oh, yeah. I didn't even put two and two together. But yeah, that's almost certainly what's happening. That's insane. Yeah. What? It makes it almost even weirder because all of the like... I don't ever like maybe I'm spoiled and like growing up in the Bay because it's like we I feel like we're always celebrating some sort of like cult like you know we did Chinese New Year's at school we did Hanukkah we did Black History Month and we always like but it was never like you must do this and this is now your culture like the way it's being worded is really divided if a parent was a white supremacist who was already triggered about anything that could seem like challenging their way which is like as it should yeah but this is pushing them further into like making it sound like now your child will be raised black but it's like it's not that's not even the point it's like do you know what i mean like they're trying to create this divide where it's like i don't know if i worded that correctly but that sort of shocking thing that's like it's not even the point the point is we're celebrating all cultures and also you are a white supremacist who shouldn't even fear that but if that's what you're thinking that's not at all what's going on do you know like it's like yeah. creating this like false reality either way it's good that republicans believe in small government right <laughs> and you know not not uh not not yeah you know putting too much governmental pressure on what people can and can't do it's, it's good that they really believe in that and act out in the same way 
Yeah, they're they're very much yeah, against the government intervening in people's lives and the choices. It's actually all about individual liberty, Adam. That's what I've found. Yeah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> as, as a casual observer from across the pond, uh, all all I can see is just it's it's just freedom all the way down. <laughs> God, God bless you all. Yeah, First Amendment, you know, say whatever you want, but I, you have to sign a consent form before you say it, for sure, for sure. You have to sign that form because otherwise I literally cannot bring up MLK. I can't. I'm not allowed. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise they'll throw me in super prison. And like, can you under these Florida laws? I mean, he is a black man who affected change in America, so I imagine it's not covered. <laughs> or like oh Malcolm God. X. Can you talk about Malcolm X? I also don't know how much my school taught me about Malcolm X. I feel like that was knowledge I picked up after the fact. I mean, he was mentioned, I'm sure, but where did you grow up, Adam? Peoria, Illinois, which I don't I, know it. I often describe as uh, all the crime and poverty of Chicago with none of the nightlife. That was Peoria. A thought has just occurred, and this sounds so silly, right? I'm about to say something that on the face of it sounds really silly, but considering this law and considering what they had to do, right? Mm -hmm. Would the school be able to mention Barack Obama? <laughs> like the, the 45th president of the United States of America? That's a valid question. Because he is he is a black man who achieved something. What is the law now? Is it like, what? what is the What's law? What's the punishment? <laughs> what do they do? Like they beat you with sticks? What? Is the law literally just like the South will rise again? Like, what is the law? Like, <laughs> It's called the parental rights in education law. And it's actually a combination of two laws that have come to be known as the Don't Say Gay Law and the Stop Woke Act. The Don't Say Gay Law is the one where you can't teach anything about gender, sexuality, None of that. That's going to require a consent form if you're even allowed to do it with parental consent. I think in Florida, uh, I've that, heard of that, one. that might just be like off the books altogether. And then with the Stop Woke Act, it's very vaguely worded, which is kind of the problem. And it's just kind of implying that you can't really teach anything that's going to make white people feel bad. And they do kind of say it that way. It's like you can't teach anyone anything that's going to make them like feel bad about who they are as a person. And it's like, so slavery's off the table, huh? You can't talk about slavery. That's insane. But also school is meant to make you feel bad as a person. So you want to learn and get grades and seek approval and therefore mold into the capitalist, you know, adult that wants to work and has no independent thoughts or dreams or passions and that's the point we all did it why can't they yeah fall in line kids now i don't want to make any broad generalizations you know i'm not that type <laughs> of guy but like they say don't they that uh right-wing parties across the world uh rely on a somewhat undereducated population uh in order to keep their uh their voting numbers up now whether you believe that or not it does really seem like they're trying that so <laughs> it, there must be some truth there right yeah, it seems like they're trying to make that official, like make it like an official thing they can do. Vote for us, you dumb fuck. <laughs> I think maybe these Republicans should um, just get jobs writing in Hollywood because they're really good at making up false narratives and completely fictional alternate realities. And honestly, make a make a HBO show and put it in fiction. Put just it's just being categorized wrong, right? Your little show, put it in fiction, and we'll watch it. Maybe, maybe I won't, but someone will watch Get it. Your little views, your little Get engagement, your little views. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this next story. Let's talk about the Midwest. Close out talking about the Midwest. All right. It's weird that this next story happened, seeing as how global warming isn't real, but tornadoes very famously require at least some degree of warmth to form, which is why they never happen in, say, Wisconsin in February. Until now, baby, earlier this month, the first ever February tornadoes in Wisconsin did $2.4 million in damage. Wow. Stick a fork in me, lads. We did it. Finally. We did it. Stick it's a about fork bloody in time. In 2024, <laughs> we've finally ruined the weather so much that Wisconsin is getting tornadoes. Yes. 
Well done. All the petrochemical companies. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I'm tearing up. Honestly, this is, this is the happiest day of my life. This is alarming. And it's very similar to a story we covered a few weeks ago about the Minnesota Golden Gophers, University of Minnesota Golden Gophers women's rowing team. There was this article all about how they were able to practice on the water in the Mississippi River in the middle of winter for the first time, like in forever. And that article and this article both share one thing in common, and it's that at no point is global warming <laughs> mentioned. And quite right too, Adam. Like, you know, I'm, I'm sat here and I'm thinking to myself, look, these are clearly two isolated events and absolutely <laughs> not evidence of a pattern. And then here you are with your tinfoil hat going on and on about how... How it's, how it's all linked. No, Adam, don't be so silly. If it was linked, they would have put it in the news. <laughs> That's a great point. Also, like, is this as bad as global warming is going to get? You get like you get to row on the Mississippi River and some cows get a little wind blown in the Midwest. That's it. Fine. 20 cattle died. It rained <laughs> for 18 days straight in California every winter. It's perfect. That's just what it's like in the UK. Well, I mean, we, we have the infrastructure for it, so we're not all going to fall into the ocean if it happens two more times. <laughs> that's all it is. Two more times in the Nasset over California's in the sea. You can hit us with all the earthquakes you want. Our buildings are ready for that. But rain? We cannot handle rain. No. My dog can't even handle rain. LA dogs do not... They, I, how many LA dogs have just like exploded because they won't go outside and pee during the rain? Like, I bet it's at least two. Yeah. They won't shit. They won't. My dog won't. And they're just, and they're well-trained, so they don't want to pee inside. It's a lot. I have to like carry him over dirt, set him down, like hold him until he goes in the rain. And now imagine you have to do that every day for a month. That's winter in LA now. Wow. No, I don't want it. I'm just going to jump off that, at that crypto.com graffiti building instead. Are you going to bring a hang glider with you? That could be a fun afternoon. No, I want to, no, no, that was going to take a dark turn. I'll bring a hang glider. You know what? I will yes and the hang glider. I will live in this version of my life where I jump off the building. Yes, I would like that. Oh, no. I just wanted you to have a nice day, that's all. <laughs> so there were actually a few different tornadoes that touched down when this happened. Has anyone ever had to deal with a tornado? We had one uh, in NorCal growing up that was... A big deal in the local town. It blew off the roof of a church. Oh, wow. Yeah. God didn't like them. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in the Midwest and tornadoes were an ever-present threat, but I've never had one close enough that it was a problem. I did live in South Dakota, though, during an event called Tornado Tuesday when something like 130 tornadoes Touchdown in the state over the course of like 18 hours or something. It was Oh nuts. my God. Yeah. It was, that's the only time I've ever like cowered in a shelter for anything. See here in the UK, we don't really, we don't actually have uh, extreme weather events up, up until maybe within the last five to 10 years. We've had, we have actually now started to have some extreme weather events, but I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's nothing. I'm sure that's unrelated to what's happening globally. Uh, we're probably just we probably just sinned against God. I think that's what it is. Mm -hmm. It's our turn yeah. now. I think it's Brexit. Genuinely, at this point, it would not surprise me if Brexit was the <laughs> cause of extreme weather events. <laughs> Maybe it's Ed Sheeran, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, him again. Also, congrats on Oasis getting nominated to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I know that means a lot to your country and uh, all the surrounding <laughs> areas. Good job. I listened to the show, Adam, but I, I can't stand Oasis. <laughs> I really can't. I still am. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so uh, these tornadoes, one of them, it was an F2. You know what that means. It topped out at 135 mile per hour winds, stayed on the ground for 36 minutes, traveling 24 and a half miles with a maximum width of 500 yards. That is five football field Swifties. That's a lot. That's big as shit. How much is that in soccer fields? We don't use that system of measurement in the United States. So I don't know. Oh, Adam, you knew I was coming on the podcast. <laughs> <sighs> How many is it? 
I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> this is where's AI when we need it. Yeah. If only there was some way we could check. Yeah, I don't I don't know how. Well, it's gonna come up in like your like stupid meters or something, and then I'm gonna have to like crunch numbers, call a librarian, do all the things. We don't even use meters over here that much. Well it's such a myth. <laughs> well, you will when I get there. <laughs> You're going to be the catalyst to make us convert fully to metric. Yes. <laughs> Wait, you guys don't actually use metric? We use like a kind of bastardized hybrid of both metric and imperial. Wait, imperial is what we use or not? Yeah, uh, I'd guess so. Yeah. I was like, what's it called? The normal one. I just call it the normal one. Yeah, the real one. And then <laughs> the real measurements. And then there's the. But metric. like, it's really weird because like we we tend to like we like like we have a if we go to like a pub or something, uh, you know, a bar or whatever, you'd order a pint of beer. But if you're buying like a liquid from like a, a grocery store, it will be in liters or milliliters. Like a gal. Oh, okay. That so there's, makes just, like, sense. there's no consistency at all. It's great. Yeah. That's kind of like lunar, lunar dates in Taiwan and solar. Cause it's obviously like the world, we all use this, the date as the solar calendar, but a lot of people still have the lunar calendar and know the dates. And you're basically just having two sets of calendars. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's particularly funny over here because like I spe- there's a certain generation of people who say like you know ah uh, you know I still use imperial I can't I can't be converting to metric I'm too old for that now and it's like bitch we converted to met like, to metric in 1970s yeah like <laughs> most people alive today have lived in a post metric world you sit your ass down old man I think that was the last time the United States considered it also it was like sometime in the 70s and we were just like nah we're good oh but like I said we only did it like halfway. Yeah, we we still drive miles. We still drink pints. <laughs> Not at the same time, obviously. That would be illegal. <laughs> I mean, sometimes at the same time. One pint per mile. <laughs> now that that is a drinking beer and a driving beer. Uh huh. <laughs> all right. So last story. This is also coming from the Midwest. Good news involving the Chicago PD. And holy shit, is there a sentence you don't hear that often? Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson's office announced recently that the city will stop using the highly controversial shot spotter system for people who are unfamiliar. That is a technology that uses a combination of acoustic sensors and like machine learning to detect and locate gunfire incidents. And it's a privacy concern that it doesn't work and it tends to be super duper racist. Basically, they just put up sensors all around a given area. I don't know how they decide. And if it hears something that sounds like a loud boom, it notifies the police and says, you you better go check that out. Like, even on paper, it sounds like the stupidest fucking thing possible. Like, there's no way that's going to be effective if... There are gunshots going off in an area like people are usually going to call the police. I mean, maybe not in areas where people are terrorized by the police, but still Chicago has spent forty nine million dollars on the shot spotter system since 2018. And the company that makes it claims it's in use in one hundred and fifty cities. Well, I think it's the mark of a country that's on a good path that you can use the sentence we had to turn off the gunshot detector that we spent $50 million on because it's racist. Like, that's yeah, that's the mark of a, a country that is traveling in the right direction. I love that. <laughs> well, you put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't have to turn it off because we got rid of gun crime. We had to turn it off because it's racist. Yeah. Sorry, guys. And we did an episode about this system a long, long time ago. And it's not just that when there's an alert, it tells the police where to go, but there's also a component to it where it will alert police and then like search social media profiles in the area and tell police like, oh, maybe it's this person because look at what they're posting. Maybe it's this person. So then the police just roll into these neighborhoods expecting that there's gunfire going off and that maybe this hooligan who said something mean about the cops on Facebook is the one who did it. And meanwhile, this shot spotter system, someone did a report on it. 
89% of the time, there's like no gunshots involved at all. No gun crimes. What? And 86% of the time, there's just no crime oh my God. happening at all. Well, I, I think you're framing that in an extremely unfair way. <laughs> because what you should be saying is that 11% of the time, it is a gunshot. And 14% of the time, there is a crime. And but of course, with your liberal agenda, we're throwing out <laughs> that 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 little detail. No, oh, let's focus on the failure. My God, <laughs> you got me. You got me. Eleven percent. That's nearly fifteen percent. <laughs> just imagine how confident this, because just the startup world and tech and AI. I'm like, they're clearly going towards like you know marketing towards police money because it's like at what point like have such a low success rate to be like. Or one thing is we detect gunshots and tell the police and then be like, yeah, but it doesn't work 90%. Most of the time it's just like a cat screaming or <laughs> someone singing karaoke or, you know, like truly that's the one thing you're supposed <laughs> Is it really that hard? If that's the thing you're doing, like it should at least do that. It's like, this thing doesn't even work. <laughs> like, what? It sounds like the sort of tech startup that Henry Kissinger definitely would have invested in if he wasn't oh, yeah, going yeah, cold and crusty sure. and dead. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like a gunshot isn't a distinctive sound. Like, I th I think we all hear like fireworks all the time. You hear a car backing up sometimes. If you've ever heard a gun fired in real life once, you know what that sounds like when you hear it again. It's different. And yeah, for it to be that inaccurate. And also these monitors they put up, they're recording all the time. Like, oh my God, they have to. Right. For So it's maybe just a secret way to record audio. Yeah. Mm. That wouldn't surprise me. That makes way more sense. Yeah. And if it's connected to social media, I have no doubt that a lot of data is being stripped and sold off to companies for advertising purposes. I mean, why wouldn't you at that point? That's another uh, bit of revenue coming in. Uh, hmm. This is all great and safe and legal. It sounds great. Yeah, the surveillance in this country is out of control. There's a documentary out there I recommend all the time called The Feeling of Being Watched. And this filmmaker, she lived in a predominantly Muslim community in, I don't remember if it was Chicago or Michigan. I believe it was Chicago. But there were all these people in the community who like reported like the FBI showing up before Trump was elected to like ask him who they're voting for. And like just all these weird stories of like people who are obviously government agents, like just being in the community all the time. And she starts digging around and trying to find out like how many people in this community is the government surveilling. And it was a community of about 500 people. And by the end, she finally gets them to admit that they were surveilling about 500 people. So like <gasps> everyone in the community. And at one point during that, documentary she gets a google alert i didn't even know this existed she gets a google alert that says we believe government actors are trying to hack into your email like imagine getting that like from google from google oh i'd God. be like shit i thought you were the government but thank you that's, that's <laughs> wow nice google yeah yeah good for you you saw that coming that's like an in China, the CCP said, I mean, they kind of like, I mean, they still do, but they, like, I went to visit for a wedding and it was a, a lot of the cameras, they don't, you know, cause they don't, they don't want to pay for it or whatever anymore, but they have that set up and it'd be like, I, I was, I had a, uh, at our hotel, like a, one of those like outdoor bathtubs, you know, it's very nice, whatever, literally camera right above. And then my friend was like, oh, they don't use those anymore. But I was like, okay. Sure. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> it's like, they though, isn't it? They haven't taken it down. <laughs> CCP camera right outside the bathtub, like pointing down at the bathtub. Like, all right, I guess we're just going to get used to seeing cameras and assuming they don't work or be like, they maybe do, but what are you going to do about it? Like, that's just the state of it over there. Yeah, that's intense. They're like, oh, they don't use that anymore. So you try and cover it up and fucking alarm goes on. Yeah. <laughs> kicks in your door. Oh, my God. Oh, man. So, hey, good for Chicago. They're getting rid of Shot Spotter. That's, this is the rare example of a politician like keeping a promise. When Brandon Johnson ran for mayor, he was like, if I'm elected, we will get rid of that shot spotter thing. And they did. 
So, hey, good for him. Wow, based Chicago mayor. Yeah. Go along with based Google. What a day. (laughs) (laughs) And hey, I think that's our episode, right? We did it. We made it. That's a good episode, I reckon. It was. It was fun. Thank you both for doing it. I really appreciate it. What do we have to plug before we get out of here? AdamToddBrown.substack.com and uh, follow me on Instagram at Adam Todd Brown. That's all I got. What else do we got? TT Lee. What do you got to plug? Uh, you can follow me at TT Lee Bot on like as in robot on Instagram and TikTok. I have a uh, comedy EP out. It's it came out last year, but you could still stream it called Gold Open, um, and it's on Spotify and all the things. And yeah, thanks for having me. Hey, thank you, Ethan Lawrence. What do you got to plug? Okay, so for UK listeners, uh, currently my children's sketch comedy TV show Horrible Histories is coming out every Friday. Uh, Boat Story on BBC One, a drama that I was in is out. Magic Mike, you can catch that. If you don't live, if you don't live in the UK (laughs) and say in America or something like that, then unfortunately it's going to be near impossible for you to access Horrible Histories or Boat Story. Unless, and I would never recommend this getting like a, you know, if you had like a VPN or something, I, obviously I would never recommend that. Mm. And I'm not recommending that now, but if you did want to watch those things, you could, you could, you could do that. You, you could, I do think both stories is going to be coming out soon. I will let Adam know when it does. Uh, as, as for anything else, you want to follow me, uh, it's at Ethan D Lawrence on basically everything, Instagram, TikTok, and X formerly known as Twitter. Ha, God, you damn it. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. TT say goodbye. Bye. Ethan, say goodbye. Hip, hip, cheerio. <laughs> I knew you were going to say it that way. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.